All right, it's showtime. <coughs> Sound like a cat. Downstairs. It's Taste of Alpharetta Day. Thursday, May 12th. Here we go. Three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My second act after doing radio my entire life is podcasting. On the podcast, my second act, we talk about things that you're already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, music, specifically country music. Don and I spent a combined 40, 45 years together in country radio. Plus, endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to my second act. Episode 253. Wow. My name is Don. I'm Kathy's wife. One fascinating fact about moi, I saw a Black Panther, and you were with me. Um, well, you, you saw the Okay, Black you said you saw it. I, of course I said that I saw it. I don't know that I did, though. Oh, so now you're walking that back? All these years later, you're saying you did not see the Black Panther. Are there Panthers up there? Huh? Yes, because the area is called Panther Town. Okay. So we were, well, we're not supposed to talk about this, but in, in any depth or length, but we were driving back from seeing, I don't know who, oh, Big and Rich, I think. At Haraz in Cherokee. At Haraz in Cherokee. This panther steps out in the middle of the road. It was pitch black dark. Well, it could have been a big house cat. Okay. If somebody has that size of a house cat in their house, they're, they're, something's wrong. They work for the circus or something. Because it was a huge, it was like, what's that word, sinewy? Where it like, you know. It, I'm not familiar with that It's like one. long arms and legs doing all this stuff. And my, um, our mascot in high school was the panther. So I'm well aware of what a black panther looks like. So there's that. And um, you are, I used to think you were really bad with names. And you are, I am becoming really bad with names also. So we have this thing, and, and you and I came up with it, and it was like this trick that we used forever because I think also when you worked in radio, there were so, you, you met so many people. And people would come up, and they knew you, and most of the time you knew them, but sometimes you couldn't remember their names, or I couldn't remember someone's name. or I, I, you know. Anyways, I'm just really bad at it, too. So our trick was always, this is my husband, William. William. And then the person would then say. Then you would hope that they say, hi, William, I'm, I'm Dave. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. So that's what, that was a little trick we had in the trade. But this happened when we were recording a segment for today. Roll tape. Come see us. Bring your bring your office mate. We would love to see you in Seriously. Media. Hello. Casey. Hello. <laughs> what happened? I don't think Casey wants to come. Casey. Is he, is he talking about me? Yes, he's Where'd talking you about you. <laughs> Katie, have you renamed me? What'd I say? Casey. Crystal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, what is wrong with you? I got it written down in front of me, too. He is um, so bad with names, and then I'm just following I'm along. Okay. Anyway, morning. would you please come out to the Yes, that was party? it. Uh, dress like the Wolfman. Seriously, dress like I the Wolfman. I have enough hair to dress like the Wolfman. I really totally. totally well, not like on you your chest facial? or anything. Facial yeah. hair? No. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay good. Shoo, shoo. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> we laugh at the same jokes. And we yes, always we have. do. Because we, we had no idea she was going to say that she's hairy. Hairy enough to 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 enter the Wolfman looking like contest. She has thick hair on her head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
All right, let's roll on. And can you just describe for those of us who have no idea, like myself, um, what does Arnica cream look like? Uh, oh, sorry, that was me. Um, it's kind of like a white emollient cream. This is the witness from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that continues in Fairfax, Virginia. She dropped a rager while on the witness stand. Here is a short version of the clip. Uh, oh, sorry, that was me. Uh, this is a woman of moral character. If I'm a juror, I'm believing every word this woman says. If you're going to claim that, uh, oh, sorry, that was me. Uh, you're going to be honest about and every. She's just so like nonchalant fact right, about it. But that's why I love this woman. You could say guilty. I'd be like guilty. We we can check out today. We can, uh, Your Honor. We're done. We're done. He's they're guilty. Because she owned up to passing the tutor, gas. The tutor from the stand says. <laughs> oh the tutor lady says. The reader and the tutor. Come on. There, there are two types of people in this world. And most of us fall into the category where we are ashamed of our gas. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't want to acknowledge our flatulence. But this woman immediately owns it and moves on. It's quite impressive. Okay. Uh- Oh, sorry, that was me. Sorry, that was me. She apologizes and then moves on to talk about the, the cream that they're asking about. Okay, what is her role? What, what is she witnessing she's, well, to? she's an expert witness about creams or something. What I don't cream? know. What cream? What are it you doesn't talking matter. about? It doesn't matter about the cream. She's the tooting witness in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. How many times a day do we pass gas? Oh, boy. Why? Listen, okay. Well, Donna, listen to me about this. Listen, okay. this is a medical thing. Okay. This, is a, this conversation is medical. If you pass wind... With a strong smell, it is a sign of your di- of your digestive system being healthy. Well, then you are healthy as an ox. Air is released due to gas formation inside the stomach. But while releasing the air, there is not always a sound, and the odor does not spread. Those are the benefits of passing gas. How many times a day is normal to do that, Donna, do you think? think uh, oh, my God. Oh, sorry, that was me. Uh, 12 to 23 times a day. 12 to 23 times a day, you're tooting. You are. I'm not. Yes, everybody is. No, I'm not. That is the average. Donna. Okay, but that, that I'm not, then I'm not at the average. It's unhealthy only when you get over 30 times a day. Well, I would think so. Yeah. Lock them up, Your Honor. Lock, take them out. Take them out, Mr. Bailey. But what would she have said? Like, I was, uh, like, you look what, what most people do. You look, look the other way. You don't acknowledge it. You continue to talk. Oh, sorry, that was me. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> She didn't have to acknowledge it. She did. This woman is a, come on. She she has morals. She has standards. The fart immediately okay. went viral. Has been watched more than 11 million times on TikTok. And can you just describe for those of us who have no idea, like myself, um, what does Arnica cream look like? Uh, oh, dear. Hello. Oh, sorry, that was me. Um, it's kind of like a white emollient cream. It's great to be here tonight. So thank you very much for your participation. Oh, Jesus. What the? Holy crap. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I saw a guy coming up here. It's David Letterman. Was it it's just a waiter? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's just been a little alarming. You know what I mean? When the show is finished, I will be in the lobby, and if anybody wants to come and beat me up, <laughs> by God, come on out. David Letterman 
was taping a Netflix comedy special three days after the Chappelle attack at the Hollywood Bowl. A little visual there at the beginning, but what he's doing is running around on stage because just like at uh, the Oscars with uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock and just like uh, Dave Chappelle and his dude at the uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, they, they just run towards the stage and attack. Have you forgotten how much this moment will be forever considered one of the most memorable moments in pop culture history. Uh-oh. Richard! <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Think of the things, Donna, that have happened since that night. Howard Stern brings up a very, very good point in a very recent show of his on SiriusXM. The audience at the Oscars gave Will Smith a standing ovation after the attack on Chris Rock. Stern says, that's the truth. It's on film. It's not fake news. They don't break Will's hands. They shook them. And it's wrong. And they should all be ashamed of themselves. This guy that attacked Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl, they beat the shit out of him. The security guards did. They roughed him up. But Will Smith was allowed to return to his seat. And then won the biggest night, the biggest award of the night. Got a standing ovation. Never arrested. Never a police report. But this average Joe, maybe he's not average Joe, but this guy that, 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 that went after Chappelle goes to jail. Three felonies, I think, is what he's facing. Well, he evid- I agree. He evidently had the felonies before, and they said that they thought he had a knife or something. But, I, I, yeah, it, makes you, it really puts it all into perspective. It makes you think about it. Like, is it any different that because Will Smith is, I guess they didn't think that he had a gun or, or a knife or that because he's part of, um, you know, Hollywood. Well, Hollywood elite. Yeah, that, it, that he should be able to, you know, just get off scot-free. This man who just assaulted another man is allowed to just sit in the audience and sit and kind of stare at people on stage. Who knows? I mean, because really, in the dark of the room at night, we don't know. Like, maybe there were other actors or actresses that came out on stage that had had interactions with Will Smith before that hadn't been pleasant or positive. And here he is sitting front row, just leaned back in his chair. So you're saying maybe some, there, there could be someone that was uncomfortable with that, with him being in the, continuing to be in the room. I would think there were a lot of people. But, of course, no one from Hollywood's going to say anything. You know, it's no different than if you're, you know, a female or a male worker who has had an interaction with a boss or a coworker, and you've complained about them and someone hasn't, like, taken, taken it into consideration and you have to continue to work around this person. Maybe they're your supervisor. Maybe they're your coworker. Maybe they're, you know, it's no different. Just because they're, it's Hollywood and they're, they're actors together, it actually is no different. You know, he's, he's still sitting in the audience like I said, st- you know, staring at the people who come up on stage, and I don't know. I just think it, it's definitely a double standard for sure. We're going to move along. Here's why. Coming up, Pod Pete Melissa Gibson is going to join us for this episode of the My Second Night Podcast. Memorial Day weekend is coming up. The unofficial start to summer. Pool covers are coming off. Pool safety. If you're a mom or a dad of a, a young child, an infant, a baby, a toddler, should be top of mind right now. Country artist Granger Smith Remember uh, three years ago, 
Granger and his wife, they lost their son Rivers to a drowning accident. And they have a new in their new pool. Son. And, and so now they have a new baby. Uh, their baby now is 10 months old. And they're going through the uh, process of, 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 I want to get the name right here. It's, it's Infant Rescue, um, Infant Swim Rescue Survival Swimming Lessons. Explain what happens when this goes down, Don. It has become very popular. And it's kind of controversial, too, though. It is a little controversial. But I couldn't watch his Instagram video. It was, it was, I had to stop. It, yeah. It, it, it's too it, much. Because basically, you, you take um, young infants, and they're placed in the water with someone who is trained in this type of um, water safety training. And the parent's not in the pool. And they just put... Um, Throw, throw the baby in the they, pool. They, well, but they kind of put the child on its stomach. And a child's natural a natural reaction as an infant is to hopefully turn itself over. And, and the instructor is right there. But um, it is a little controversial because it's, it's a little heartbreaking to watch. And it's scary. But in most cases, um, it the all... Baby figures it out. The, yeah, and, and it... It seems like I've heard people who have done this with their children, and they've said it seemed like it was an hour, but it actually was, you know, two, three minutes. And the instructor's always right there. But it's very, very important to um, start that at a very young age. And the conversation that we have with Melissa is very raw, very honest. What you'll hear Melissa say that I found so interesting is that all of these types of water safety and water training and all this are wonderful. And yes, you should have it because you have to have layers of protection when you have a pool or when you are have a young child near water. Um, but the most important thing that you can do is learn CPR. And she'll explain why and, um, you know, how helpless you feel if something happens to your child. And not necessarily even just around a pool or, or the water, but just in general. And you're not able to do anything because you do not know CPR. Melissa Gibson. And uh, her husband, Tony, proud parents of four daughters. Josie's one of them. At the time, she was nearly three years old. And Melissa's going to share a 60-second snapshot in the lives of she and her husband, Tony, and Josie. The very minute that they were all changed forever. That's coming up. We're just over a week away from the big event, the parking lot party at uh, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. It's time now to begin to gather your your gold jewelry and your polyester mm-hmm. pants. And like your white kind of side zip boot. Do you know what I mean? And your 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 pinky pointer ring. Yes. Lots that, of gold uh, nugget rings the and Dole the Wolfman. Medallions. Mm-hmm. And this is not a um the lookalike contest was Ask for Donna's idea. We're not poking fun at Wolfman. Wolfman was a a legend. You couldn't go anywhere with the Wolfman in Atlanta or in the South, really, for that matter. Or, you know, sometimes in America, because the commercials that they aired back in the 80s and the 90s on the Superstation during the Braves games were, you know, so I was called the Superstation. It was in Atlanta, TBS. But it was the first, well, we learned in Communications 101, I think, in college. It was the first uh, TV station that. Went on a satellite or something. What was it? Why were they the Superstation? They were, they were nationwide. Because it was broadcast all across the, um, it was cable. Kind of like, was, what was another example? WGN Chicago, I think, was also Yeah, and so it was broadcast. Early. They broadcast the Braves all over. So the Braves, that's how they got the name. The, they were tagged America's team because you could see the Braves anywhere that you were in America. And the, the gallery furniture, Wolfman and Donna, advertised during the Braves games. On TBS locally, but nationally on the Superstation. Wolfman, a part of the Atlanta business community, the Gainesville, Georgia business community, Every day of his life, always giving back, always thinking of 
you know, he always would say, I, I got everything I need. I got everything I need. And he would always be looking for people that he could take care of. And that same, by the way, that same thinking, that same, uh, that same uh, big heart and philanthropic trait has transferred to, uh, to Donna, who still today works in the Gainesville store nearly every day, six days a week, probably. Yes. And this past weekend was her mom, Betty Jo. It was her birthday. And um, they're just such a close-knit family. And they, um, you know, this company has been in their family for so long. And, you know, we say it all the time, but it's so true. Um, Donna was not handed a business and just said, hey, here you go. You know, you know, your dad created this business and we're just going to give it to you. No, she worked her way up through the ranks. She um, stood by her dad as a young girl um, and learned all the ropes. And, and, you know, the same customers that her dad sold many, many years ago, she is selling them now. And she's also selling their kids. Yeah, grand, grandkids. And grandkids. Multi, multi-generations. Yeah. And, I mean, we just keep saying it. And I think we haven't said as much lately. But it is really, really important to spend your dollars locally. You know, invest in people who invest in your communities. It's super important. And if you believe that, then don't just say it and then go buy your stuff online at, you know, one of the big box retailers or some you know, dot-com company where it's going to come in 16 boxes. Buy everything locally and support these local businesses that support your communities. Find it on the showroom floor. Take it home today. Take it home the 21st. We're there Saturday, May 21st for the Red, White, and Blue All-American. Parking lot party with that Lee Bryce. Jonathan Ingram's going to be there. Live music. He returns this year. Ninja Big Barbecue with free lunch. Wolfman, look at like contest. We're going to record uh, an episode of the Cadillac Check, my second night podcast with you. We're so grateful and thankful to Donna and her family for their support of this podcast since episode one. We're also grateful for pod support from T-Mobile Experience, America's largest and fastest 5G network, Brightmore Healthcare. And my second act brought to you by Ford, built Ford Tough. Come and get your Ford. Cadillac Jack 4, Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. Buy a new F-Series truck or something on the pre-owned lot, you get the gift of a lifetime powertrain warranty. From Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. FayettevilleFordGA.com. That's how you do it. It's Dolly, like game show music. Dolly Parton is getting a lot of credit for bringing back the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Okay. What? I, I don't understand the story. I... I love the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell, but I only get it with beans. I don't get it with meat. Now, there's something to tie into the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, the short clip or the long clip? Uh, oh, sorry, that was me. I saw that was me. Dolly is going to Broadway. Dolly's cashing a check. That's what this is all about. Let's cut, let's cut, let's cut this shit here real quick. I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. You know I am. I bet there's not an episode that's gone by the past year that has not had a Dolly Parton story in it. And not because, I mean, because she's just in the news quite often. But think, you know, the Duncan Hines cash grab she had recently. We talked about that. We gave her some some attention. Stroked her a little bit. Now she's collecting a check from Taco Bell and going to Broadway with a Mexican pizza, the musical. Premieres exclusively on TikTok, May 26th. Just days after the pizza is returned to the Taco Bell menu, I think it's May 19th. Okay, so it's not like a full Broadway play. It's just a little... Sort of. Yeah, but it's like a little TikTok ad thing, ad campaign. Also appearing will be who's a dojo cat. Oh, yes. Who who also 
loved, claimed to, to, to love the Mexican pizza when they announced it's coming back. I think this is all done backwards. You hear me talk about that a lot. I think that they lined up Dolly. They lined up Dojo Cat and said, we're going to pay you X hundreds of thousands of dollars. You need to make sure that you tweet and tick and talk. And but you'll get free Mexican pizza for life. Okay. How you thin know can how you? I love Taco Bell. Right, but how thin can Dolly Parton stretch herself? Or she's like, you know what? These are my final days. My final years. I'm going to make as much as I can. And I don't give a crap. You know, she, I think that her, her brand has been so protected for, for so long. And now it's just... It's, I mean, she's just hanging out everywhere. You know, I don't know. I just, I, just, I got to, I, I don't know. All right. Dolly, Taco Bell partnership. Paid spokesperson. How are you? What's going on? My toe hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's just an odd, odd night. Is it? Odd night, indeed, indeed. What are you adding to the Spotify hype song playlist? I am adding the Tim McGraw I don't song. have a hook for you, sorry. That's okay. Hummus line. Uh, 7,500 OBO. Okay. Or best offer? Yes. Okay. So the story, I, I was kind of like, at first when I heard it, I was like, is that a kind of truck? Like, is it a Ford 7,500 OBO? And then I'm like, oh, no, that means or best offer. So the, the story of the song is that this guy's got to sell his truck, you know, get some money. And Tim's daughter, Audrey, starred in the video. She played the girl. But the truck in the um, song is a Ford F-150. I gotta, I gotta let it go. Yeah, it's gotta go. So it's 7,500 OBO. I like this song, but you're telling me it didn't do very well. I don't think it's doing very well now. But it's um, kind of an older song. Is, is it on the album you did during the pandemic at home? You cut. Well, it's from August 2021. Yeah, that's whatever that album is. Yeah, that was cut during. You cut it at home on the farm during the pandemic. But I feel like this song is starting to get some new traction for Could some be. I weird been thing. It. Yeah. Maybe it's in a movie or something. I don't know. Tim's in Atlanta this weekend. I do love me some Tim McGraw. I'd like to go see it. I don't know if we've ever told the story in the podcast, but we had like third row seats when you worked at Kicks for yeah, for um, Tim McGraw. And of course, just like anything, when it came time for the the encore. I said, let's go. Well, let's go. go. Gotta go. Gotta beat okay, all this yeah. traffic out of here. I gotta get home. Gotta get up. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. And the next day, there's all this footage. And it's of Tim McGraw popping out of like this birthday cake shirtless, singing all these songs. But the funniest thing about the video that people are talking about is the place where he popped out. Like they were like, two people must have decided they had to get out of here pretty quick. They did, yeah. There and were two empty seats. Right. And they were, a, seats. Yeah, right. they were our seats. They were our seats. Like, they were calling out whoever left. Like, who... I mean, it was, like, comical. Somebody had done, like... Now it would be a TikTok, but at the time it was, like, a video. And they were, like... And they posted it, like, on the Kicks page. They're, like, who leaves a Tim McGraw concert early, especially when he's going to pop out of a birthday present? But nobody knew. First of all, he didn't pop out of a birthday present. Sure it was, I don't think. Well, and then we didn't know if that was coming. I, I, I wouldn't, had I known that, I wouldn't even stay for that. I mean, I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning, Don. I just want to make sure you know I'm not going to be staying. For the whole show. Right. Well, I don't there want, I don't there is get, no encore. I, I don't want to get into it, but I'm not going to stay. But if you want to stay, you can take my truck. Yeah. And you could have. Well, how in the hell are you going to get home? An Uber. A Lyft. Encores are unnecessary. What? When you get, when you get up at 3.30 in the morning, you care less about an encore. All right, Paul. Paul. Let's move on. <laughs> the conversation with Melissa Gibson is raw. This was recorded two days ago. It's going to hit you. All right. She and her husband, Tony, are the parents of four beautiful girls. And Sunday... August 5th, 2019, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, they were headed to a birthday party for her father-in-law, for Tony's dad, Melissa's father-in-law. 
for his 75th birthday to swim, to eat, and to celebrate Grandpa. We were at my father-in-law's birthday party, and they have a swimming pool. They live uh, 10 minutes from here um, in Canton, and we were all just swimming, and Josie had on a puddle jumper, if you know what that is. It's like um, it's like a life jacket that just goes under their arms, and it has like arm floaties on it, Yeah. Um, and it'll have like a shark on the front or something, and it clips around their back in the back, so... I thought that was a pretty good option. I mean, and it is it is a very safe um, device for kids in the water. It just doesn't teach them proper swimming techniques and that sort of thing. But she had that on running around. Um, I was hot on her trail. I was right behind her the whole time. And we have three other girls that are older. And same thing, they're all like three little mamas with her. They're just following her everywhere. Um, after a long while, we went inside to eat. So I said, you know, it's time to take off your puddle jumper. And, you know, I'm, of course, she's two, but I'm saying, listen, don't go back in the pool. We're done. We're coming in and we're going to eat. So she goes to sit down with um, my other daughter, Caroline, and they're watching a movie. So from there I start making a plate for her which is really fast because again she's two and she only needs macaroni (laughs) so I just put some macaroni on the plate and I turned around and I asked my husband where's Josie and Tony said oh she's she's watching a movie on the right there in front of the TV well she wasn't there so from the way the house is set up is, is the, the kitchen and then a small eating area and then there's the door to the pool. It's maybe 10 feet from me and I see that the door is cracked. There is an alarm on the door. Every time you go out, the alarm beeps, which is a great safety thing, but it was not closed all the way. So it didn't beep when it opened. The door was cracked and I look I run to the door and I see her in the pool, face down, and she was just rolling and bobbing and rolling. So she's, she's, um, you know, lifeless in the water. I yell for Tony, he runs, I've never seen somebody run that fast. (laughs) He runs so fast, jumps in, grabs her out and she's you know by that time I'm there we're all three of us and he's like Josephine Josephine you know he's calling her name she her face is just gray her hands are gray her lips I mean it it felt like 30 minutes but you know it it was the longest time of but the shortest time you got to stay here. You know, I'm just like, look at me, look at me. And she, she finally starts throwing up. And um, by that time, our three girls are behind us and are watching everything. Um, so, I mean, a thousand things are going through your head. Am I supposed to lay her down? You know, she, she has water everywhere. Do I, is it safe to lay her down? Do we hold her upright? 
we have we have we're clueless because to be honest nobody at the whole party knew CPR mm-hmm. nobody loud and deafening quiet at the same time the ambulance is called between all this um, we get to the hospital which I think the hospital is over there in Canton Cherokee's something Cherokee Northside right um, they do the she's hysterical we're riding in the ambulance and everything we, we get there and um, I always think of her Paw Patrol swimsuit <laughs> I just keep, I always see that Paw Patrol swimsuit and that passing and they did an x-ray and they said she has one lung is completely full of water this is not good we're either gonna fly you to children's or or we're gonna whatever's we're gonna check the traffic see whatever's fastest that we can get you there we get to children's at about um, i can't even remember but at like four hours after that about 8 30 they did a second x-ray and the she comes back in and she says i have no idea how to tell you this and i've never seen this She said, I have never seen this and I have no explanation. But her lung is clear. Were you like, can you check it again? Can you double check? I said, said, "Um, are you sure? And me, I was, you know, always with the kind of sarcastic comment. I said, well, how long have you been doing this then? Exactly. Uh, is this your first day? Can we bring in your manager? Yeah. Um, right. Um, Karen would like to see you. Yeah. Um, it, it was just the only thing that we could say is this. It's just a miracle that she, that we found her, first of all. Yeah. And, and that she was not, I mean, she's perfectly fine. And the, my husband always says, well, maybe it's, we went through all of that because there's one person. That we could change with her story. We had all the things. We had an alarm on the door. We had her wearing a, a pedal jumper thing. And it was only seconds since she was out the door. And then 10 feet, the door 10 feet from you. Mm-hmm. As you were telling your testimony, Melissa, I wrote down a note. In the time that it took you to plate a scoop of mac and cheese, or just mac, uh, for your two and a half year old daughter, how many times in a week will you, mom or dad, listen to this podcast right now? Get your big old scoop of mac and cheese, plop it on the plate for your daughter, your son. In that moment, in that window of time, we all see what happened. Are there places that you can go or things you can be around or people you can be around that, that kind of uh, that take you back to that, uh, that very dark moment? Oh, absolutely. Going going to my father-in-law's house okay. in the pool. We didn't go for a long time. Josie was scared of the bathtub, even. We got her into swim lessons, but now is okay, but go, probably a year like I would expect a babysitter. If I were to hire a babysitter, I would say, "Are you C- you know, do you have any felonies? Right. <laughs> and are you CPR certified?" Um, 
But I thought, oh, well, it's not going to happen to me. You know, it might happen to the babysitter, but I'll be fine. I don't need CPR training. CPR is is just as important as swim lessons because swim lessons are not going to help your kid in the bathtub. Right. You know, if your kid drowns in the bathtub, it's not because they can't swim. It's because you don't know CPR. Well, or God forbid um, something else happens to them that's not even swimming mm-hmm. related. You know, it's just oh, yeah, as right, a parent, right. such a, it would be such a helpless feeling to be standing there. Certain things you should have in your parental toolbox. And in most of those tools, we don't. As parents, we don't have them. I, I mean, I'm embarrassed. Know? I don't. Think about your environment when you're, when you're putting your kid in, picking out a swimsuit. If you have a white swimsuit and you're at the ocean, you can't even see that in the water. It'll look like waves or it looks like a cloud reflecting on the water. Alarms on the doors and the fence and the pool. Like they're, they're, they're alarms that if the water moves on your pool, the alarm will sound. And in saying to them, you know, if you have a pool in, you, in your backyard and you go to bed at night, saying to your kids, do not, you are not to be out by the pool is not enough. It's just not enough, you know. I think there's an allure to water too, you know, and it's kind of like, if you have a small child and, you know, again, and it's great to have all those things, the gates and the alarms and everything, but in your case, a door wasn't shut properly. I mean, there's also things that can happen too. So if you're going to have that in your house, you know, in the back of your house or something, you have to really go the extra mile to make sure everything is covered. All the kids, all four daughters, a hug and uh, Tony, our best as well. And thank you for uh, your willingness to share. Thank you, and good luck on your uh, on your wrestling on May the 20th. Oh, my oh, Lord, he's going to need it. Good luck. I, 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 Thank I, I you. better get my CPR Thank class done before. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa, very much. Thank you. Right, See bye. you later. Bye. bye. Antonia three miscarriages so she fought to get here and after this accident she fought her way back we uh, we appreciate you your willingness to to share a very personal and emotional story about uh, about little Josie and, and she's great and would be in what a rising she's a rising first grader and that? she's on the um, I know and she's she's um, on the Milton Mustang swim team now that Fantastic. is awesome Fantastic. She thinks she's big stuff. That is, but I, thank I mean, you. Know, that makes me feel so good too that she's not afraid to get back right. into the water. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think that would be the hardest thing for me. I know personally because I'm so wackadoo with this stuff to not transform. You know, transform my fear to them. To them. So I applaud you for that. Melissa writes. This is from her blog, and we'll include a link in the letter this Saturday. We have witnessed a miracle. Right there in our own hands, and right in front of our own shocked faces. And you heard Melissa say, infant CPR lessons should be required for everyone. Out of the party, she said there were 11 adults, 10, 10 11 adults, not a single person. New and I'm not judging. I don't know. It. And that is going to be my um, do something new for, for, for this month. month. I am for May. I'm going to take um, CPR lessons because I've thought about it. You know, when you, and and again, I don't think it necessarily just has to do with water safety. It can be anything. I mean, something that happened to your kid, they could fall off a bike. They could fall off a trampoline. They could, I mean, things happen all the time. And I also don't think that swimming lessons are just reserved for infants and young kids. There are plenty of 
people and teenagers who get to a certain age who, because they were afraid of water or they just never had the opportunity to take swimming lessons, that do not know how to swim. There are adults who don't know how to swim. So if you are any in any of those categories, um, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to take a lesson, to learn. You know, I've talked about my friend Wendy before who could not swim and was deathly afraid of water. And I never knew this about her. I mean, she's been one of my best friends forever. And I don't know that we were ever on water, you know, but like I mean, I've seen her at the beach, but not like, obviously like, you know, not swimming and everything. But at any rate, she took lessons. At she was 50, on a swim team. She you? joined a swim yeah. team at 50 Go something win. years old. So, I mean, I think that um, the reason people tell these stories is because it always has the opportunity to impact someone else's life in some form or another. If your kids are grown and you don't have to worry about, you know, we're at the end of having to worry about, you know, swim lessons and, and, and water, you know, water safety to a certain degree, but you're never too old to learn how to do CPR because you never know when you could use it. I've thought about it. I may have to use it at work at some point or, or anywhere. Um, God forbid I had been home and you had been home, you know, when you had your heart attack. So, Pot Peep Mel. Um, you, you asked me, I think, Sunday, before we recorded Tuesday's episode, do you want to talk about Mother's Day? And I said, you know, I don't. So many people that reached out. I was, I was blown away by the number of people that just reached, whether it's text, whether it's Facebook, whether it's a private message, whether it's an email like Mel, just to say, thinking about you today. Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of that. posts on your social media. Just really sweet. Mel, I responded or replied, rather, to the letter. And wrote, uh, thinking, of you, thinking of you today, Caddy. Uh, I know today must be incredibly hard for you. I dread the day that I become a member of the same club, which is the um, momless Facebook group on Mother's Day. You and Donna are such an inspiration to me, and I couldn't be more thankful for the two of you. Thank you for bringing to light the darkness of mental illness. I also secretly struggle with uh, self-harm, depression, and an eating disorder. I'm purposely not using her first and last name. Some days I feel like a hot mess. My therapist knows, but my family just can't support me. So they don't know you and Donna have helped me get through some of my darkest days. Y'all are like the big brother sister. I never had. That's very sweet. Uh, the amount of people, the two of you have blessed must be astronomical. Thank for uh, thankful for all that you do. I've been uh, your biggest fan since the beginning. Tuesday and Thursday are my favorite days. I have never missed an episode of the podcast. Sending both of you love and hugs, Mel. Very sweet. Well, you know what, Mel? Uh, it, some days it's just one foot in front of the other. Um, and that goes for us, too. You know, it's like some days you're just, yeah, I said last week I had a, one really rough day where I just wanted to lay in bed all day. I couldn't get out of bed. Go for it. You know, but I couldn't, I didn't, I just didn't have the luxury to do that. And I've said, also said to you before, sometimes it's hard when you're working in an environment where you have to be on all the time, or you have to be happy for people and the expectation that people have for you to always be on and happy on and, smiling. and happy. And, and, you know, um, it's okay sometimes to not be happy. It, it just is. is. And so give yourself some grace. I say that to people all the time and I include myself in that. And, um, I also think like we've been talking a lot for the last couple of weeks about uh, Naomi Judd. I also think it's incredibly important for anyone who struggles, which I think most of America, unfortunately, struggles with some form of anxiety or, you know, sometimes depression. But I think it's important to realize that you're never 100% cured. And so if you backslide and you have a bad day and you don't even really know why, it's okay. It's just okay because, you know, it's not something that all of a sudden someone's just going to wave a, a magic wand over you and you're going to be better and cured. Or there's not a magic pill either. Yeah. 
audio for this episode from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Luke Combs on Instagram, Granger Smith on Instagram, Netflix, and David Letterman. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. That's Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Guests of the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know, depend on, and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property. We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms. Free high-speed Wi-Fi. Fitness centers with quality cardio equipment and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh, whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech, the Courtyard Carrollton, the Courtyard LaGrange, a new dual courtyard and residence inn by Marriott in Knoxville, a brand new element by Weston and Baton Rouge, and three properties in Noonan, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and Home 2 Suites by Hilton. I'm Cadillac Jack, and when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family, and you will be too. You'll find everything you need to stay energized, active, and whole. Because time away from home shouldn't mean time away from life. We are also grateful for pod support from Brightmore Healthcare. Hospice care often begins suddenly. A Brightmore care team member is introduced to a family within hours of someone beginning their hospice journey. They show dignity and compassion. The goal of the Brightmore care team is to support the highest quality of life possible for whatever time remains. The Brightmore healthcare team is on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Brightmorehospice.com, adding life to days. When days can no longer be added to life. Awarded Best Hospice in Georgia by the Georgia Business Journal. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I believe in Brightmore.